Welcome to the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. Have you ever wondered how people succeed in real estate and what steps they took to get there? If so, this podcast is for you. Your hosts, Sayla and Eileen Prack, interview top experts in the real estate community to share with you their real estate journey and how they achieved massive success. Our goal is to provide you with valuable real estate resources and to help you apply it to your own real estate goal. If you're anything like Sayla and me and believe that real estate investing is a great way to create passive income and build long-term wealth, check out our free apartment syndication due diligence checklist for passive investors at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Sayla and I created this checklist for ourselves as we evaluated different multifamily syndication opportunities as a passive investor. So we would love to share it with you so you can use it as a resource as well. Download your free copy today at bonavestcapital.com forward slash checklist. Welcome everyone to today's episode of the How Did They Do It Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Prack, and we have a great returning guest for you here today, Damian Lupo. He has a really great background where he's been a professional investor for more than 20 years, and he was actually back on our show back on episode 89. So if you guys haven't listened to that episode, you can hear all about his background and how he had lost $20 million in his business only to bounce back and recreate his wealth in less than five years. So he's back on the show today to talk about you know something that's been kind of pending on the legislations, what we've seen on how Congress is going to change how we plan our IRAs and how that's going to impact us if things have come to pass. So Damien, thank you so much for coming back on the show and welcome. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. So Damien, can you share with us what is this legislation that Congress has put into the plan? You know, there's been talks about revamping the IRAs and how that's going to impact us and how we're going to be planning for our retirement future down the road. So can you give us a general overview of what that looks like? Yeah. So the House Ways and Means Committee came out with a proposal and part of the legislation for the Reconciliation Act and the bill that would effectively destroy self-directed IRAs and destroy a meaning that the only thing you'd be able to really invest in is stocks, mutual funds, bonds, anything Wall Street produces. It eliminated the ability to have a single member LLC for an IRA. It eliminated the ability to go invest in syndications in real estate. And when I say eliminated it, one, it said you can't do it starting on this date. And the proposed date was January 1st, 2022. And the other thing it said was, if you happen to be in an investment already, you've got two years to get out of it because we need to give you a window to get out. And then if you don't get out, we're going to disqualify the entire IRA. So what does that mean? It means that the IRA is no longer an IRA. It's no longer a shelter. It's distributed to you. So now you pay taxes and penalties. And what's interesting is that they've pulled the legis- this piece of the, of the legislation out of the reconciliation bill. What we know is that once Congress shows you what it's going to do, may not do it today, but it's going to happen. The only thing this really did was give people a little bit more of a window for deals when they're, if they're already in a deal, it, it probably gave them, assuming it doesn't pass and it isn't added back in right now, it gave everybody a little bit more time to get out of the deals. What I think this really is important, it, it showed Congress's intent. It showed what, what the Democrats want to do is go after people that have lots of money in their IRA and they want to support Wall Street, which is really funny because all they do is say how bad Wall Street is, and yet Wall Street pays a lot of their money with contributions. So what this means for people that have retirement accounts is that you got to get out of those IRAs. You got to focus on moving that into a qualified plan, an EQRP, something that is not being targeted. They're targeting IRAs because they want to get the $10 trillion that's in self-directed IRAs out of Main Street and back into Wall Street. That's the big target here, plus all the taxes that are going to be generated by disqualifying plans. Yeah. What's interesting about that also is, you know, it's supposedly considered our retirement funds, right? And supposedly we have the control over where we're able to invest it because 
we're technically going to be the best stewards of our own money. We're going to be able to invest it where we feel the best interest in it. But why is it that they believe that they should have some control over where we invest our money and have limits us on what we're investing in? Well, there's, a, there's a couple of things that have happened. One, you have congressional progressives that really think that having a lot of money and being wealthy is a bad thing. They see Peter Thiel, who has a $5 billion Roth IRA, and they say, ooh, bad, big, bad billionaire. Elizabeth Warren, AOC, all these people out there that are just wealth destroyers, they don't know how to actually make anything in their life. I mean, I guess AOC made some mixed drinks, but does that really count? What they've done is they've just learned how to destroy wealth and and try to redistribute it because they believe that they're smarter and more powerful. And so this is what their intention is. Their job is to go blow these things apart and then feed Wall Street. And that's what they're doing. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that's the reality that we're dealing with. And so you have to figure out how to navigate through that. This potentially creates billions and billions of dollars in new tax revenue, which is great for somebody that says, I can spend your money better than you can. And so they get that new revenue and they can do green initiatives, infrastructure. And so that's the intention. A lot of extra taxes, a lot more money for Wall Street and fees. And ultimately the IRA investor loses. Yeah. In the legislation, it says that if you are invested in this, you have about two years to get all your investments out of those those types of disqualifying investment opportunities. And so just from a purely tax and financial standpoint, wouldn't that just be a huge nightmare for them to try to figure out like how, like us as investors, like how to even do something like that? Well, it's messy because in general, when you have people that have a progressive agenda, they have a socialist agenda. They don't really care about economics. They don't really care about the logistics. They just know that this is going to create a lot of mess. I think that there are some people that were very smart that realized that there's a lot of illiquid real estate investments. And if they give everybody a two-year period, most people are not going to be able to get out within two years. They're going to be stuck. So it was basically an attack at the middle class. It's not going to impact their super wealthy very much because they have the ability to move in and out of things. But the people that are actually trying to create wealth and not be a burden on the system, the ones that are going out there risking their money, going into investments like apartments and other syndications, they're the ones that they're attacking. So I think it's kind of hypocritical for President Biden to say, we're not going to go after anybody if they make less than $400,000. And that's what most people that are investing that would get hurt in this are the people that make under $400,000 trying to create enough wealth so they can retire. And so if you aren't able to pull out your investments before that time period, if this legislation has passed, then does it get, does that money no longer belong to you? Like how does the, what would the government do with it afterwards? Well, so if the legislation eventually passes in its current form, what'll happen is if you can't get your investment just pulled out, if you can't get it taken out of the IRA, the government will say, okay, it's as if you've taken all of your entire IRA. If you invested, let's say a hundred thousand dollars in an apartment, but you had another 500,000 elsewhere, the government would say the whole 600,000 is now disqualified, meaning they're going to tax you as if you've pulled it out and they're going to penalize you if you're under 59 and a half. So they're coming after everybody, not just for the investments you made, but every dollar that you have in your retirement account completely. It's a disaster, but this is what happens. You've got to be smarter than, I mean, you got to be smart, nimble, fast. You got to change things. What they didn't do is go after all retirement accounts. They specifically went after self-directed IRAs and other IRAs and limited those because there's so much money that has gone into alternatives. So if you want to move an IRA or you want to protect yourself, an EQRP allows you to protect that asset. You do not have to sell the asset. You don't have to exit it within two years. So there are options to solve this, but most people don't realize that that they're being targeted and they don't realize that there's another option until they listen to this show, which is great. 
And so now, even though the legislation hasn't passed, but like you had mentioned, they've shown their cards. This is something that's on their radar that may potentially come down to pass. It just may be a matter of time. What are some of the steps that we can do now if we are invested in one of these disqualifying investments? And how do we take the steps to protect ourselves and our protect our retirement funds that we've already invested in these types of deals? The, the way that you protect yourself is you get the IRA converted to an EQRP. And how do you do that? I mean, most people are able to do it. Most people can qualify. The way you do that is, is you learn and you learn by starting the education process. The, the fastest way to do that is get a copy of the book that I wrote and download the, the Cliff Notes. So this is like the ultimate hack. Get everything you need in about 15 minutes. And that's as simple as just texting one word, EQRP to 72,000. Once you get that report, you're going to be able to understand what we've been talking about a little bit, understand the differences between the IRA that you probably have and what you should have to give you control and is not a target of Congress. So simply one word. And this is part of the activity. It's momentum, taking action. Texting the word EQRP to 72,000 starts the, the ball rolling in the right direction. Most people are going to get run over by this. Eventually, when this happens, it's going to be like, wait, what happened? Because nobody, people weren't paying attention and they didn't take action. This is the way to start that action. And so going forward then, what would become of self-directed IRAs and what it means to us as we know it today? So self-directed IRAs are, looks to be that they're going to eventually just be something you can invest in stocks. You can have stocks, you can have bonds. You're not going to be able to do private placements. You're not going to really be able to do anything because private placements require accreditation or sophistication. Like you have to say, I am qualified. That was one of the limiters in this legislation that if you have to qualify for an investment, your IRA can't do it. EQRPs are able to do it. They're not being targeted. They would allow you to invest in those same things. So that's the solution is to exit out of these IRAs as much as possible because that's the limits. They don't want the IRAs to invest all that money in Main Street. They want to put it back in Wall Street to get those never-ending AUM fees. We love hosting this show. When we started this podcast, we were doing all the editing and post-production ourselves. Now, we are very excited to have this particular company as a partner of the show to do all the post-production for us because it gives us the freedom to focus on the two things we care about, serving you, our listener, at a higher level and growing our own multifamily business. If you are like Sayla and me, then you want to add value to others while scaling your business. A podcast is the best way to do both and we invite you to contact Adam Adams. He can help you launch your podcast, market your show for more listeners, and take all the post-production off your plate so you can focus on your business instead of in it. Listeners of this show can get a free consultation with Adam. To schedule your free consultation, find the link in the show notes. And so what if right now I'm in a, I have my money in an investment where I'm unable to pull it out because we're tied by the contracts and it's not easily, I can't easily pull out my money right away. So what are some of the steps that I can do right now to get the ball rolling to make sure that like at that time, I can make sure that it's protected down the road? Well, the best thing you can do is move the asset out. So, and how do you do that? If, if, so if, if you've invested in, in some type of syndication, you've got your money working, that's great. You move the asset out. It's not a taxable or there's no penalty. There's no tax. You move the asset from the IRA into an EQRP. And the step is simply setting up an EQRP and moving the asset. That's And once that happens, you're not in harm's way. But until you move the asset, you are in harm's way and you're stuck just hoping that Congress doesn't do what we know that they're about to do, that we know where they're going. We know the intention is to go after people with money. It doesn't matter if you have 500,000, 5 million or 50 million. They're coming after anybody that has money because they want to redistribute it to, to who knows who. 
So let's say you are invested in a syndication. Does this take some time to coordinate with the syndicator, the sponsor themselves, or is it something that we can do on the back end? How does that coordination kind of all look like? The way it works is that we reach out to the sponsor of the deal and we tell them that the account, the retirement account is being changed and they'll change the titling. We do a rollover with a custodian and we direct them to have the assets moved from the from the IRA into the EQRP. So there's really two conversations, one with the sponsor, one with the custodian, and really that's it. And we do, we're in those conversations. So when people go, oh my gosh, this seems like a lot of work. It is if you have to do it yourself. But the reality is when you have a team and that's the whole point of investing is to build teams and, and that's how wealthy get wealthier is they have great teams. So we, we have a couple of conversations, make sure that the paperwork's done correctly. And now your stuff is out of the IRA and you're safe. So for what's the difference between the IRA and the EQRP in terms of you know when the government is taking a look at it, why are the IRAs being targeted and then EQRPs are more of a safer avenue that it's not yet on the radar? It's unlikely to be on the radar because 401ks, which an EQRP is a type of 401k, they're not being used the way IRAs are. IRAs are being abused. They have been being abused. People have been using those and doing fairly gray stuff for a while. And so there's also a question of how much money is in these things. Well, there's 10 trillion plus dollars in these IRAs. And a lot of that is in alternative assets. Wall Street doesn't like that. Wall Street wants to have that money inside of things that they get their one or 2% on every year. So it's part of this is a money interest from Wall Street. And, and part of it is but Congress knows people are doing things that are outside of the lines, but they can't pay attention to it because they can't see it. So they're saying, all right, we're going to go after the thing that people are abusing, and we're going to get this money and push it back into Wall Street. EQRPs have a billion dollars worth of assets compared to 10 trillion. There's literally a 10,000 times as much money in IRAs as there are in EQRPs. So it's why would you go after something with a billion dollars when you can go after 10 trillion? You just have to look, follow the money. So if you do a conversion from your IRA to an EQRP, what are some of the tax implications if there are any and any penalties you would have if you were to do that conversion? Uh, good news is there's no tax penalties. There's no tax consideration because there's just nothing that happens. It's a transfer between shelters. It's a transfer between retirement accounts. Those do not have any type of tax consequence. So then for the EQRP at the end, when you're eligible for retirement and you're looking to pull out those funds, what are some of the different, I guess, implications as you're pulling out and wanting to pull it out for retirement? Well, there's great options. You can pull it out um, if and when you want to. And really the tax consequence depends on whether you have deferred money pre-tax or whether you have Roth. There are lots of ways to convert to Roth and ultimately pull the money out tax-free and even convert it tax-free. So it's inside the EQRP, you have flexibility because there's no income restrictions there like there are, are with IRAs. EQRPs are built under a different part of the tax code. So you have, you have different options. There, there's a lot more flexibility. IRAs are being just, they're just being beat up. And it's, it's something that I think Congress had good intentions with. But anytime people actually start using things and avoiding taxes, uh, Congress tends to think that they own those, those dollars and so they go after them again. And that's what they're doing. They're just going after the, the dollars and trying to take from people that have actually saved and delayed their gratification. So what Congress giveth, Congress can take it away. And that's what they're doing. So do you really believe that, or in your opinion, is it really only a matter of time before they pass some type of this legislation? And in the end, will it eventually pass? Yeah, eventually they're just going to, these things will happen. The way Congress works is they have, with with budgetary stuff, they have certain things that they are going to go and do eventually. There's like a list of a hundred things. It's ways for them to generate revenue. It's ways and it's things, if you have a certain Republicans in office, it's a certain list of things to cut taxes. So what they'll do is they have this list and they say, okay, which ones are we going to grab? That's why when these giant bills happen overnight, it's not because they were sitting there all night writing them up. It's just they grabbed a bunch of different pieces and threw them together. It's obvious this is on the short list. 
That's why it got thrown on there on ways and on ways and means when they were drafting the legislation. So we know it, it's in their shortlist. And the question is, when is it going to slip in and stick? When we had the tax cut and jobs bill a number of years ago, and even like Obamacare, when that happened, these things got thrown out there literally at night and passed. And then they said, like Nancy Pelosi famously said, you have to read the bill, but we have to pass it so that you know what's in it. This is how they operate. So it's a matter of time before this thing gets thrown in there and all of a sudden IRAs are just literally dead. So I would be willing to bet on it. It's a matter of time. We don't know if it's going to be this month. We don't know if it's going to be next year. But the reality is IRAs are not something that Congress loves right now. So if you're in the process of taking a look at setting up an IRA right now, is it not a good idea to continue to pursue that path and instead look for something else like the EQRP instead to invest your money in? It depends on whether you're, if you wanted to buy mutual funds or stocks, then it's really not going to make any difference. And in fact, you're going to get a free IRA at Fidelity or Schwab or something to buy those things. If you wanted to actually control assets, if you want things that have better potential that you're in charge of, then an EQRP would be the thing that makes sense. It's just a question. I mean, this is, I think a lot of times people think they're trying to sell something. So everything, like their thing is the answer to everything. And I always laugh and I go, well, it definitely depends. Like this is not the right thing. If you just want to buy Amazon stock or something, just get, that's easy. And that's not being attacked. So it's, it's a question of what's best for you. And this might be the right tool or it might not. It depends on what you want. Yeah. It's interesting because especially with to be able to invest in a syndication or some type of qualifying asset like that, you do have to have the sophistication. You need to have the accreditation. You have to have the background into to be able to participate in something like that. But it's interesting that the Congress is now saying that, no, you don't have the sophistication. You don't have the know-how to invest your own retirement dollars into something. And we're just going to limit you to you know stocks and bonds. I mean, it was a great way for them to just block everybody from doing anything other than Wall Street. So it's a perfect thing for them to put into the legislation. It just it destroyed any type of self-control. I laugh at the idea of, of a self-directed IRA thinking, self-directed IRA, you mean like one option IRAs? What, what are they really giving you self-direction on? You can choose which stock. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, absolutely. And so then was there anything else legislation that you know we should be aware of and that might impact this down the road? There's a, some things that would change the tax rates and the and how different entities are taxed. So what what I will tell everybody is that make sure you have a tax strategist, not somebody that claims to know good tax strategies, but like a world-class CPA. And there's a lot of people that are promoting themselves to be tax strategists and and they're these gurus and they charge you $20,000 to tell you their secret formula. And I laugh and I go, most of these people are just snake sales. They're snake oil salespeople. And, and so it's important to know how to navigate this stuff. When this passes, whatever, in whatever form, it may be that there's very, very important things you need to do changing entity structures from LLCs to corporations or vice versa. And you may need to do that pretty quick. So you want to make sure that you already have a world-class tax strategist CPA that you can call because if you try to get one at the last minute, forget it. These guys are buried. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the most overworked people in America right now. It's unbelievable. So that's we don't know exactly what's going to end up going through, but there's going to be a ton of opportunity and there's going to be a ton of carnage if you're not paying attention. I can only imagine at that time, if something like this does pass, those world-class CPAs are going to be inundated with just a bunch of people just trying to figure out what am I going to do with all my retirement savings that I've had invested in all these areas and what can I do now? And everybody wants to get out now, 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 because they have the time's click talk, the clock is ticking. There's the time to figure that out is way before the actual event. That's why when people say, well, is it going to pass? It's not in there. And I'm like, look, you got to a really good opportunity right now to fix some things and knowing what's coming. And what's unfortunate, it's like waiting to put up 
shutters before the storm. And then all of a sudden you wait and you haven't done it. And then the storm happens and you're like, oh, I need to go do it. Well, there's no boards. There's nothing to protect your house. You can't get it. You got to do it. Wait when it's sunny. And right now it's sort of sunny-ish. The reality is we're not sitting on a ticking time bomb at the moment, but when it's actually ticking, you're not going to have any way to diffuse it. So I think it's really important to take advanced action and really prepare because we know what's coming. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, we can see the clouds off into the distance and it's looming closer, whether or not it dissipates or if it comes and brings on a storm, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Exactly right. So Damien, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that. I guess before we jump off here, was there anything else that we should be aware of or anything else that, that we can kind of protect ourselves ahead of time? You can see the trend. I think you can see the trend of where things are going. If you, you watch it globally, some things are... America has become very, very full of friction, meaning we're just not getting things done very quickly. And it doesn't mean that things are just going to go away because we're not trying to fix them. So what I would tell people is, is make sure you have two plans. You have your optimistic plan and you have your disaster plan. Make sure you're running in both. I was really good at the optimistic one for a long time until I, lose every, until I lost everything. And then I got into a space where all I thought about was the world was coming to an end. And it's important to have a playbook and an action plan and then take action on both of those things. So you are protected, but you're not sitting there living in fear your whole life. That's a, that's a terrible way to live. I've lost a number of people over the last few years and watching how they were generally pretty much one way or the other. All they thought about was the end is coming and then they died and they missed out on their life. And other people thought, oh, everything is good. It's always blue skies. And then they got COVID and died. So, I mean, like, we have to be rational. There's a thing called pragmatic thinking, and there's a great book called Thinking for a Change. I highly recommend everybody get that book and read it and learn about the different types of thinking because you are your own best tool. And you're also your worst enemy if you don't know how to think. And thinking is something that you can develop, but you got to do it consciously. Thank you so much. And again, if people are interested in learning more about the EQRP and the different options that they might have and they can explore now and just getting themselves educated, where is the best place that they can go? Yeah, best place to go to qrpbook.com, get a copy of the book, and I'll send you a copy of the report automatically. Just qrpbook.com is the place to go. Thank you so much again, Damien. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to see you. And thank you for listening to our podcast today, brought to you by Bonavest Capital. We would really appreciate it if you can go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. Also, please don't forget to subscribe so you can always get the latest episodes. You can also connect with us on Facebook, How Did They Do It Real Estate. We'd love to hear your feedback and any topics that you're interested in for future episodes. Lastly, to learn more about us, you can go to bonifestcapital.com and fill out the contact us page so you can speak to us directly. Nothing on the show should be considered as specific personal advice. Please consult your legal, tax, and real estate professionals for individualized advice.